What is up, friends? Greg here, and you are tuned into the November 2020 edition of The Dot, the show where we go over all the best new music of the month. Coming off a stressful month in November, I cannot wait to get through this jam-packed episode. We had six different artists or bands join us for this episode of The Dot. We are going to be talking to Tiny Deaths, Vlad Holiday, Bleach Lab, Jay Pastel, Babe Club, and the beautiful sound you hear behind me right now is the sound of New York-based artist Habe, who we are going to start with. Now, before we get to bringing those artists on the episode, let's go over some music you guys may have seen released in this busy month. Starting all the way back to the beginning of the month, we came into November off of albums from Busta Rhyme. His song, Look Over Your Shoulders with Kendrick Lamar, actually topped the top 25 plus five for the month of November. Ariana Grande released an album, WizKid, released an album. We saw a really awesome album from Camel Fat. The Kid Leroy, if you guys aren't familiar with the Kid Leroy, he has this sound that is somewhere in between Juice World and Post Malone. Very catchy. He is definitely in line to be next. He released an album this past month that I, I actually enjoyed. I don't love Juice World. Definitely not a big fan of Post Malone, but um, the Kid Leroy has something that does stand out and something that does catch your ear. Chris Stapleton comes through as always with a beautiful new album benny from australia b-e-n-e-e keep your eyes out on her her new album was fantastic features from people like grimes and has a huge following overseas and i cannot wait for her following to grow here in the states acdc finally released that album the baby had a tough month losing his brother to suicide ended up releasing a handful of tracks about that called my brother's keeper and never been a big fan of the baby but my goodness was that a great collection of songs there highly suggest listening to that and then russ my man russ released an ep this past month now what else happened in the music industry that you guys may not have been paying attention to during a month like november 2020 mr brightside becomes the first 21st century song to pass a billion streams on spotify now speaking of spotify the night before election night spotify released they are going to boost artist music for a cut of the artist royalties now that will actually pay artists less money and in response to that almost 20,000 artists are demanding from the streaming service at least a penny at least a penny per stream um now the problem with that is spotify is yet to crack a cent of revenue but at the end of the day artists need to always come first so i really really hope we find a way to take care of our artists um i'll talk more about the weekend grammy snub and how bizarre that is but let's get to the interview you can hear my man habe in the background shredding the guitar and let's take a peek at this song this song is called self-discovery and he released this song back in 20 2017, a song that is approaching a million streams at this point, and he released a new track this month that we are going to check out, but before we do, let's listen to a little bit of self-discovery, and then we will bring Habe onto the episode and allow him to talk a little bit about the new song, and as you will hear with Habe and a lot of the artists that I am featuring on this episode, we are really slowing down the pace, allowing us to relax after the craziness of this past month, so let's check out self-discovery right now and then we will kick it right back to the episode and allow Habe to talk about his new single that he released in November right before we preview that track as well. So enjoy this. Well, you don't think 
All right, guys, the first artist that is joining us on the November 2020 edition of The Dot is New York-based Habe. Habe, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, of course. Anytime, man. And you released the new single, I'll Still Call, this past month. And you've released only singles so far and an EP. Um, Can you talk about what it's like releasing music in 2020 and a little bit about um, putting out this new track uh, here in November? Yeah, for sure. Releasing music now is definitely weird. It's, I feel like, easier to release shorter works of things. Like you said, I haven't really released anything huge. Um, You know... This is my second EP that's coming out early next year, so it's easier just to put out a song when you make it and it sounds good instead of putting together a bunch of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think sometimes it can even work better for you in terms of getting new listeners, in terms of being put into playlists. Yeah, that's kind of just how what, you know how I feel like it, it works best for me. Absolutely, man. And I, I saw some of your uh, social media posts where you kind of featured and showed everybody your studio. Is that in your room and your apartment in New York? Yeah, a lot of the writing for this EP actually was in my mom's house. A lot of the quarantine, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty weird. It like brought back a lot of like interesting feelings. So I think that's that's like definitely heard in the EP. It's been awesome with the singles you've released so far. You can hear in the background, we're featuring your song Self Discovery that has over 800,000 streams and really featured the guitar in that song. And can you talk about a little bit the contrast between the style of a song like Self Discovery and the song I'll Still Call that you just came out with where the guitar is not as featured as it was in Self Discovery? Yeah, um, I'm definitely like went in a different direction with I'll Still Call like in contrast to my other songs um i think a lot of the songs in the EP are more so in the self-discovery type of style mm-hmm. definitely features more guitar less synth um but yeah i i just experimented with that one and thought it sounded cool and i thought it was a cool first introduction to the ep before we take a listen to the song which we're very excited to do um what do we have to look forward to through the end of 2020 and maybe the beginning of 2021 here yeah um so first single alpha call is out um the second one called rearview will be out on the 4th of december um and then shortly after that i'll be releasing a music video for self-discovery it's a few years late but um (laughs) i'm excited to, to release it and then Early next year in January, the full EP called Review will be out. Awesome, man. Well, we are very, very excited for that. Habe, thank you so much for taking the time. And we are going to take a listen to that new track that you released this past month called I'll Still Call. Stop doing the fruits of falling 
Okay, guys, and I talked about in the beginning of this episode that the theme is really relaxing after the tough month that we have had here in November in the States, and no artist did it better than Tiny Deaths this past month with their EP, If I'm Dreaming, and I have Claire from Tiny Deaths on the phone with me today. Claire, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Absolutely, and Claire is coming off a hike, so she is... (laughs) She did a lot today already. She was telling me all about it. Um, But, you know, I want to focus really on the music here. And with If I'm Dreaming, the EP that came out this past month, tell us a little bit about putting together the tracks. You know, I know some of them are singles off of the EP and releasing the EP in a month like November. Um, Talk a little bit about the planning process and how it all came together. Yeah, well, so, you know, this EP has actually been done for quite a while. And the original plan was to release a couple of singles at the top of the year and then sometime in the like late spring release the EP, but obviously that timing ended up being pretty precarious. <laughs> yes. So um, we ended up just pushing it back quite a ways and we put out one single kind of around the time we intended to, like back in March. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, we kind of just spaced everything out quite a bit. And everything took forever, of course, because things just take forever right now. So, like, we shot a music video for the jump, but we had to scrap the whole original concept for the video because it wouldn't have been safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Scrapped a whole very involved, very narrative concept and said made a dance video with a dancer. So, (laughs) stuff like that. I mean, just sort of sort of planning on the fly and that sort of thing, trying to adjust on the fly. But, um, but yeah, I've had the song done and written, you know, for, I started writing the, the songs that became this EP um, about a year and a half ago, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And with this yeah. EP, you're a few albums deep now. You released an album back in 2017, then you had Magic that yeah. was released back in 2018. And is it correct that this is the first EP you're releasing since the debut EP called Tiny Deaths in 2014? Um, yeah, yes. I mean, so, <laughs> so yeah, so we had the, the debut one, and then we actually released an EP called Night Flowers, but then that got pulled and re-released as a as part of a full LP. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, and so now Night Flowers doesn't exist anymore because we replaced <laughs> it basically with an album because it was all the same songs. Um, gotcha. And then, so yeah, so yes and no, but we also have released a couple of um, EPs that were like versions, uh, alternate versions of mm-hmm. the last album, Magic. So we have a remix EP and an acoustic EP. Um, so it's, it's the first EP of original music <laughs> that is still available <laughs> besides the first one. So that... in a very convoluted way, yes, that's true. <laughs> you, your original answer of kind of, I was like, oh, interesting, interesting answer, but that makes sense. It, now it that you, really is kind of. It yeah. really is kind of. That makes a lot of sense. And focusing in on the EP you released this past month, If I'm Dreaming, you said in the article with AmericanSongwriter.com a lot about this EP was about kind of letting go of toxic energy and growing up a yeah. little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about yeah. exactly what you mean when you say that. Um, I mean, so the songs sort of deal with different topics, like everything from the music industry to like getting out of like a toxic relationship to like dealing with mental health. Um, but sort of the common thread I would say about the songs is just sort of like this idea of letting go of what no longer serves you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's jealousy, whether that's um, an unhealthy relationship, whether that's um, you know, like certain elements of mental health that you do 
you are able to get a handle on and so that's just sort of like the overall concept of the, of the EP even though the songs themselves deal with pretty disparate topics. Gotcha, yeah. And it really does tell a story all the way through. It made it very difficult for us to decide which song we wanted to feature um, on the episode. But like I said, <laughs> um, because of the theme that we're going with this month of just relaxing and taking a deep breath, we thought the intro from the EP Stay was the best yeah. song to feature, <laughs> feature with that. Um, and I mean, my word, it's so so dreamy when it first starts and then when the beat comes in it makes it such a powerful song tell us a little bit about yeah. uh writing this song stay and why you kind of introed the ep with a song like this um it's actually funny i don't know if i've talked about this on an interview before but it's actually um i wrote it based on a story that i saw on a show on netflix really? <laughs> um a show a show called easy i don't know if you've seen it no i haven't but um it's like a bunch of different vignettes of different relationships and stuff. And there's this one vignette about this couple and they tried having an open marriage and it didn't work out and they end up deciding to split at the end. Um, and I wrote it based on that story. And it's sort of, I would say, some sort of hodgepodge between their story and then my own relationship that mm -hmm. was ending at the time. It's like a mix of the two. But gotcha. I was originally inspired to write the song by this like couple on the show. But I, I just thought their story was like really poignant. Just that that point of a relationship where it's like I don't love you like an ounce less mm -hmm. than I did. But mm -hmm. it that doesn't mean that this is good for either of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that that and that sort of realization can be I just feel like that's such a hard thing to come to terms with, you know, because we're taught in movies and T V and all that stuff and in music even that love is all you need. Literally, mm -hmm. it's the Beatles song. So mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes it's not all you need, you know? Sometimes there are other things at play, and um, you can love someone very much, and it can still not be the right relationship for either of you. So. Absolutely. And and for, for me and everyone else who has been through something like that, I think when you articulated that, everyone got that feeling in their stomach. That they know exactly what you're talking about there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, again, Claire, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us a little bit about this track that we're going to listen to stay. Congratulations for all the success up to this point with Tiny Deaths, the project, and the EP, again, was a tremendous listen all the way through. So we are going to check it out right now, this beautiful, beautiful track from Tiny Deaths called Stay off their EP that was released this past month called If I'm Dreaming. Maybe I should just walk away do us both a favor Cause I Oh 
This next band here is coming off their debut EP, Remember This Feeling. It is Babe Club, and I am joined by Jenna and Corey from Babe Club. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. How are you today? Doing good. How are you Very, very good. And congratulations on the new EP. Putting out your first EP under the name Babe Club. How did it feel? Talk about the process of, you know, I know you released a couple singles as we led up to this. Um, kind of the process of deciding which songs to put on the EP and, and how you feel about the release of the EP. Well, it's kind of funny because we wrote these songs for the EP over the course of like, I guess, well, I guess three years, really. Some of the songs date back to 2016 and uh, while we were touring around in another band. And so we never really had the time to like really dedicate ourselves to like the song that Jen and I were writing together. We ended up just collecting all these songs and we kind of like went back to ones that we really loved from older. And some of them dated up to like, you know, 2018 as well. So it was kind of like a a hodgepodge of songs from three years that we picked the best of mm -hmm. and then in early 2019 we recorded it it just feels crazy to kind of finally have it out you know like that to go that deep of a history of songwriting over three years <laughs> yeah. and yeah informing our style and stuff and it, it just feels good to have material out for me personally because it's just like opens the door to collaborate with people and and to a certain extent my voice has changed and like my style has evolved since recording these songs so it's just a uh, an always growing process and yeah i'm excited to just like finally have stuff out absolutely yeah and and need a girl which is the single that we are going to feature on the episode beautiful beautiful vocals and that guitar Corey, man he sounded great on the track so we're really excited to listen yeah. to that yeah i played the guitar jenna wrote the part though gotta she give credit where credit's due <laughs> now when you guys got together to create babe club was there a collective vision as to what the project was going to be or did you guys kind of just get together and uh and let let whatever happen happen well we um started off just uh writing songs and we were playing in like a storage unit and uh <laughs> i don't know i guess like at first it started off like kind of more garagey like rock i guess i don't want to say it like that but it was just very raw and like we didn't really have a direction necessarily when we formed but i think we both like Corey studied music in college and and I grew up playing piano so we just both like I feel have a love for like really melodic um, songs and like composition driven songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that that where like the production and the song all take on this production orchestration and the song itself take on this like one big unit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we really at, at this point where we are right now is we, we kind of have like this aesthetic that's like become one almost essentially like uh -huh. you know jenna will be writing something and i'll just walk in and be like oh that's we, we generally just like vibe with yeah most things we do, but... i don't i don't know that we had like a vision for what we wanted but we both yeah like we were both playing in another band and we just wanted to like songwrite and just kind of just have the space to do that i don't I think we're still kind of, since we're we're kind of a baby band, so yeah. we're still kind of like experimenting <laughs> yeah. and forming. Like, I think the EP is like a really good taste of like 
different directions and mm-hmm. feels and like you can expect to like go it's kind of like choose your own adventure if you yeah. can pick one of the songs <laughs> off the ep and like imagine what happens if you go down that avenue mm-hmm. like like for where the future of our music is gonna go yeah. it yeah. could go this way but it could go that yeah. way <laughs> No, I love that. And I think that's what makes music so beautiful is hearing, like you said, quote unquote, baby bands like yourself and um, just, you know, envisioning where you guys can go from here. And and you pointed out, I mean, there's a lot of different styles on that EP. And we're going to check out a song that's not a, a brand new release at this point. It's a few months old, Need a Girl, and it premiered on the Sad Girl Collective back in August. This is Babe Club with their new song, Need a Girl, off their debut EP, Remember This feeling. I just want to talk shit and tell you everything that happened when I did get off. And did you really come when he went down? And if I'm not crazy when I return, would you be there? I just need touring in a band called Susto and for a while I mean I mean oftentimes like I would be the only girl in the room or like just like hanging out with like a lot of guys or just meeting a lot of guys at once or just you know the ratio was like way off (laughs) not that it you know not that it really mattered but it's kind of like when you I felt kind of devoid of just like having female friends guys this next artist has had a very busy 2020 starting the year off with a live album that he released back in january followed that up with the ep back in march and he released a new single this past month vlad holiday vlad how you doing today man good good how you doing very very good and you said you are up in new york again congratulations for releasing this new track and like i said it was a busy year for you um can you talk about kind of what this year ended up being compared to what you thought it would be back in January when you released that live album? Yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah, obviously uh, had some plans that fell through. The live album I put out um, in January, the show was, I think, in December. And then I was planning on touring, you know, and then everything kind of shut down. 
Um, so we only really played that one show. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad we at least recorded it. Yeah, right. Um, Good one to but, record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it was super fun, and uh, I was you know I, I I figured it'd be like a fun thing to just release it as an album before the EP came out, so that like so I wouldn't just come out of the blue mm-hmm. uh, with this new EP, which is my first EP. Gotcha. I've only been doing singles one at a time. Um, so yeah, my plan was to release it in March, and I was I had a, bo- a show in Brooklyn booked at Elsewhere, and then a bootleg theater in LA, which was going to be my first LA show. Oh, and awesome. yeah, it's a it's a bummer yeah. um, that everything got canceled. And that I couldn't, you know, I was looking to tour a lot this yeah. year, but yeah, well, you know, it's just postponed, right? Not canceled. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I guess, you know, I don't even, I haven't even heard from the venues. Yeah, it is just postponed. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, man. Well, well, we'll see where we are. We'll see, um, man. And and you yeah. touched on something there that I do want to kind of talk about. You know, going back to when you came on the scene in 2017 with "Quit Playing Cool," which was a really great track. Um, you've released single after single, seeing some of those singles go into or over a million streams with artificial paradise and like in the movies what was it like to see some of those songs released going over a million streams was that kind of like a oh shit moment for you yeah definitely it was pretty surreal Mm -hmm. I, i wasn't i mean the whole i've been in bands before but this is my first time i've 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 done everything like by myself a period even mm-hmm. if in previous bands i would let's say write everything i would still like this time around i wasn't even like no label no no team no manager no booking agent no anything i, I just put it out with the idea of like i'm tired of trying to work the industry and send mm-hmm. things around and for people to be like i'm not really sure mm-hmm. Cause you know that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. I, I don't believe in the music industry anymore. I've been in it for a long time, and the fact that like, um, yeah, Artificial Paradise and like the movies both just hit over three million each um, on Spotify, which is insane. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like literally, that's that's first of all because I did it by myself and mm-hmm. I produced it and I wrote it and everything. I'm able to like actually see some money from that you know what i mean yeah and, yeah and survive off of it whereas if i was on a label i wouldn't see anything yeah so so it's been like really rewarding in that sense to, to like diy to to the fullest mm-hmm. and for it to like come back around and and paying my rent is uh yeah it's insane and, and that's how it should be right that's how it, the music industry should be for everyone yeah to- totally but it's like it's it's a insanely hard to get a break mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm Absolutely. lucky i guess because i had been perfecting my craft and as a producer as a songwriter figuring out what this project should sound like what my finding my voice and my lyrics and everything so i i've been you know i've been doing it for a while and if if i had to pay somebody to do that to to, um 
even produce my songs. You know, it would have been like extremely hard to get exactly off the ground. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, man. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And you know, like you said, I think you nailed kind of what my next question was going to be. You know, going with that single by single approach. It isn't the traditional way of that people are doing it, you know, releasing maybe a couple singles, EP, album a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. like you said, with your views on the music industry, that makes a lot of sense. And you've really encompassed the lo-fi, um, you know, genre, or, you know, that's what a lot of people tend to be leaning towards these days. When you started making music just you, just Vlad, was yeah. the lo-fi what came naturally to you? Yeah, I, you know, I've always been kind of obsessed with- over old equipment mm-hmm. um I, I think that kind of stems from me being a guitar player first and foremost i don't know why but guitar players love old instruments <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like inherently like just like built in yeah, um, it comes with the package and, right? <laughs> yeah so like i i don't know like i, I became more more you know uh intrigued by old recording techniques and and you know recording the tape so all that like you know it, it is a kind of an expensive version of like, when you can just go in logic and like fake a lot of that stuff yep yep um it didn't it wasn't really like a conscious decision like let me go in this lo-fi i just i i loved i love all the imperfections of that kind of music and i know it's more of a recent genre and a label lo-fi or chill hop whatever yeah all that stuff but i just like all those elements from every kind of music that i listened to growing up and Mm -hmm. it inherently was there because they didn't have the technology to make it perfect but that's one thing i just hate about modern music is that it's too polished and perfect and I don't know, like the human element factor sometimes is like a little too hidden for my liking. So I just, I like making music that emphasizes all of it and it's out of tune and it's wobbly and it goes in and out. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're spot on, man. And we're going to start seeing more and more of it. Hopefully, like you said, fingers crossed as we move forward. So I do, you know, we were about to listen to the new track. I'll probably never be somebody. Um, what do you want to say about this track before we play it for everyone? Yeah, I don't know. I put it together. I wrote it actually in my apartment on a little cassette tape recorder. Like, um, the song's really just about kind of accepting the fact that, fuck, I'll, you know, I'm, I've been trying to do this thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, like I said, in a lot of ways, I feel accomplished. But in more ways, I don't. Yeah, and it's 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 a hard industry, but this is what I am and what I do and what I, I always have been and what I always will do. So I'm just learning to deal with the fact that I'll <laughs> it's okay if if I don't sell out, yeah. you know, <laughs> venues and all that stuff. Like I just need to figure out who I am and do that. And you know, if it resonates. It's, it, it has resonated with a few people, so if it just resonates with a few people, that I'm happy with that. Yeah, you know, so that's very so well. That's really where the song came from, and yeah. Again, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, and we we're really, really excited to check out this new tune, and hopefully hear a lot more tunes uh, here to come from you. This is Vlad Holiday with his new song that was released this past month, called "I'll Probably Never Be Somebody." I wonder 
We are going to go to a band who released their fourth single this past month called Never Be, and they are calling in all the way from lockdown in South London, Jenna and Frank from the band Bleach Lab. How are you guys today? Yeah, good man. Good, good. Nice to be here. So happy to be here. Absolutely, and we're thrilled you took the time to do this. So, um, heck of a year that we've had here in 2020. Um, but congratulations on the new release. You guys have gotten a lot of press, and with you being so early in releasing music, what's it like to see? You know, each release you guys are putting out seems to get more and more steam, and you're getting more and more recognition. Um, talk a little bit about how that feels. You know, being being a newer band. It's just quite like. It's just sort of exciting, I think, like, just the more sort of interest that we get, we just, we get more positive and more sort of driven to, to work on, on stuff. Um, you get to that point um, when you're developing as a band where you start to get attention from people who aren't in your sort of inner circles or extended inner circles. And I think that's why it feels, it just, it feels really great because it feels like we're getting to that point now. Um, I think we didn't want to set too many boundaries or or make too many sort of goal points. I think we just wanted to to put the stuff that we've been working really hard on out there and just kind of see where it goes mm-hmm. um, and then work and build from that. I think also, I think we're still, because we're still figuring that all out. Mm. Like obviously, we're only four singles in. Um, but I think one thing that we're starting to, to get right is we're sort of learning how to play with each other rather than just playing our bits because i think like you know it's it's like making the guitar sound good with a certain vocal line mm-hmm. or the drums were really really well the bass and i think we're we're really starting to get the hang of that and i think it shows in the, the songs that we're writing now yeah that may be something that goes tremendously overlooked for people who listen to music you know how hard it is to really mesh with another musician um and you know yeah. you guys were formed in 2018 and, and we talked about you know just a few singles being released here and i want to talk about you know this new single specifically never be um i saw that you spoke with clash music a little bit and said the song is really about a relationship coming apart can you dive into that and talk about the the process behind writing this song yeah so basically um the lyric lyrical side of it came just after i moved down to to brighton which is where i live now um, so in the south of England mm-hmm. and it was so I was supposed to live here with my ex um, and we kind of had all these plans and everything to move down here together it, it came to a point where I realized that I was going to have to do that on my own mm-hmm. um, and in, in doing that I sort of ended the relationship and decided to just come down here um, and start just start fresh um, and the whole song and everything like the precipice of it is basically just moving forward um starting a whole new life but also like holding on to all the comforts and all the things that you sort of want to forget but but you can't i remember really clearly when i was when i was doing the guitar parts and we as well we we know we all normally do our own parts and that includes um Josh, our bassist and sean our drummer um which is which is a nice thing um and i remember 
I was wanting to make the guitar as simple as possible because I, I normally really overcomplicate guitars. Um, much like that. And uh, <laughs> the I, I think I realised like halfway through writing the song that I'd gone too far, and I thought, no, this is too boring. Playing this guy. So I wow. thought, that's great. I'll, I'll just do a guitar solo. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. Yeah, and I, and I believe I know what you're talking about because towards the end, I mean, it really starts to get... The whole song is so beautiful, but that dreamy kick with the guitar really starts to come in towards the end, and it's something that uh, that is really, really special. That you know definitely stands out as you go through all the new music. We shout out to our collaborator, who, um, Max, who produced and mixed it because he spent a long time getting that mix right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of work into it, but you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I think it's very very difficult to not have to put a huge amount of work in to get something successful well yeah shout out to max shout out to you jenna shout out to you frank and shout out to the whole band bleach lab um we are very excited to see what is in store for you guys moving forward but we want to stop all the talk and check out the song right now this is bleach lab with their new single never be
such a beautiful track there from Bleach Lab, and we are approaching the hour mark of the episode, so I really want to keep going because I do have one more interview, and we're going to cap it off after that, so not as much variety of different artists and music on this episode as your normal episode, but I am so thrilled and happy that I was able to get the time to talk to a lot of these artists. So we are going to go into the last artist that was able to spend some time with us and talk about a release that they came out with this past month. And that artist is Jay Pastel, Chase and Casey. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with us today. Of course. of course. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on the new single that we are about to listen to here, Strawberry Lemonade. And this is your second release of 2020, your third track technically. Um, and you guys are pretty much brand new. You got together last summer. So before we talk about the song, talk about your first year um, being artist and your first year in music. Absolutely. Um, yeah, me and Chase, I, um, I was kind of working on some songs and was looking for someone to help um, kind of produce things out. And that's how I met Chase. I kind of just found him randomly online. And then uh, we met up and did a couple of studio sessions and we just kind of ended up hitting it off and realized we love the uh, same types of music. And a couple after a couple of sessions in jamming, we decided that we would put some music out together. So that's kind of how it came about. And that was just yeah. last summer. And then, yeah, basically. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of writing the past <laughs> year. Um, so this has been quite a work in progress. And um, yeah, finally just starting to roll things out. Um, so we're, we're really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, when you hear the track that you guys released that we're about to listen to, Strawberry Lemonade, it, it doesn't sound like you've been only together for a year, man. You guys have a really polished sound. And to go back to what we talked about, the song released in 2019, Hold, all the way to this new track that came out, they're, they're a lot different when it comes to the style of music. Um, talk a little bit about the thought process behind such a vast difference in those two songs. So, you know, I think... The both of us were influenced by you know a ton of different artists and a ton ton of different um, sounds and genres, and so I don't know like our whole motto or you know like attitude towards music is just you know well whatever it is just like escaping it. Um, and so it, I don't know it's just you know like it kind of every time you make a song like it you know it just manifests differently in like a different genre at least for us. And so it just happened you know be super electronic. You know, and it just came together, and then, you know, we've kind of discovered that we want to shift our sound to a more, you know, band feeling as opposed to, you know, very electronic sound. So that's kind of like the reason for the change in direction. But yeah, I think I mean I think it's a little strategic too. Um, yeah, we have a wide variety of sound, and that was kind of the idea. With I mean, and you'll hear that we got two more singles we're rolling out, but kind of cast a wide net and. and kind of see what works um and we love the idea of not really being defined by a, a genre um so it was kind of part of the plan too is that we knew we, we know we have a lot of different sounds and so we thought we'd kind of roll out those four kind of different sounds with these singles and kind of see what what does well and and um yeah just and go from there um but like chase said we're, i think we're kind of starting to fall into our our own unique sound which i think will continue to happen as we Keep rolling out songs here. And I couldn't agree with that approach more, man. The more ground you cover, the <laughs> the wider the wider the range you have as you move forward. And it does seem like the internet is starting to tag you guys as a bedroom pop group um, already in your first year. I just want to know, like, is that so something cliche. is that something that you guys like to be tagged with, or how do you feel about that? I mean, it's 
it's true you know i mean it's that's what we like you know bonded on is you know it's how we produce and stuff so it's definitely accurate but <laughs> I yeah right and the, yeah i mean it, it, yeah it's a little cliche but i mean yeah in a literal sense i mean all these songs that we're gonna start rolling out we're yeah, done in our kind of two different apartment studios um so i mean it is pretty accurate um yeah i guess yeah. I, I guess i'm indifferent about it <laughs> literally yeah, I, 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 bedroom pop. <laughs> I do love the um you know just like the diy aspect of bedroom pop i i do think it's a really exciting genre it's kind of emerging now um so i mean i don't mind it totally but yeah and and with this track strawberry lemonade and and you know hearing this um, with Senegal that was released earlier this year. We're really excited to hear what is coming to finish off the EP uh, as we head towards the end of the year. Um, talk about the song Strawberry Lemonade and and what it's about and the songwriting process behind it. You know, it definitely just re re revolves around heartbreak and dealing with and grief after, you know, losing someone and, you know, thinking about like the small details of that, you know, um, friendship or, you know, relationship that you had. In the case of the song, you know, just being Strawberry Lemonade, not reala realizing, like, what you had until it's gone, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything personally um, in my life, because whenever I'm doing lyrics and stuff, I try to, you know, be specific, but, like, make it universal, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, I just kind of wanted to relay that vibe, that emotion. You can hear it when you hear the song, you know, how naturally the release is and how smooth, you know, that slowed down, very relaxed beat is throughout the song. So without further ado, let's check out the track right now. So this is Jay Pastel with their new song, Strawberry Lemonade. Strawberry Lemonade In the sun Like marmalade Rolls in your sweat Pictures and polaroids Would you ever Laugh with another Or wait out the Strawberry lemonade with 
We hadn't heard the song in a while because we, we kind of finished it up last year, and then uh, when we put it, when it, when it, it was released um, a couple of weeks ago or several days ago, we and Chase were talking about like, oh, songs like we love this song, but it's so slow. We should we should remix it, um, which is kind of funny. We were laughing like it's lame to remix your own song, but um, Chase went ahead and kind of put together a really cool kind of um, dancier version of it, and uh, he sent it to me and just loved it, and so we ended up kind of hashing it out um, and. Yeah, so it's the, um, I guess the idea is like it's the 3 a.m. version. So, you know, the original is the one you listen to in the daytime. This will be the one you put on when you can't sleep. Um, but yeah, it's it's just very, uh, it's kind of like the opposite in terms of the entire feel, but the uh, the core of the song is still there, I guess. But yeah, we're, we're really excited to release it. Um, we think it just gives a, a wider range for people to be, you know, get drawn to the original you know yeah that's awesome man. i mean how great would it be if people did that with every song right like this is like the good vibe song that you listen in the daytime this is the one this right, is the version exactly. when you can't sleep but uh hey guys chase and casey from jay pastel thank you so much for taking the time guys and we look forward to following you as you guys progress in your career thank you so much And thank you guys so much for tuning in to this long episode of The Dot, the show where we love to feature artists who might have been overlooked in the past month who released great songs. As you can tell, I was absolutely thrilled to feature a lot of these artists and get to have a more in-depth discussion with them, not only just about the new releases that happened in November, but about their careers. A lot more to come. We'll see what we can do in December. It might be a tough month to schedule interviews, but again, follow me at gbaron10 on Instagram. I'll have all these artists um, listed so you can go follow them on social media. Go buy their music, buy their merch. Keep them keeping on as much as you can through these hard times. And we are going to get played out by a Brazilian DJ. I know I talk a lot on these episodes about I want to feature more world music, more music from around the world. And we're going to go to Brazilian DJ Vor, V-H-O-O-R, with his new song Onda to play us out. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Very excited for what the last month of 2020 is going to bring us the month of December. We made it, guys. We, we pretty much made it through the year at this point. Um, I will be doing, again, the top 300 songs of the year. Stay tuned for that. I will be busy this next month. And guys, always remember, it only happens once a month, so you must be on the dot. <laughs>
Hasta la